the conical shape and wonderful ar- aromatic air- raven. Hi, baby girl. Um, yep, yep. We're a little. Um, you know, I'm gonna put this and on your face. She's then. done. Uh, so welcome, witches, to uh, the, what episode are we on? 33. 33rd. The 33rd episode, of the, that's what I just said, of the True North Witches podcast. Sure. Um, it is my oracle poll this time, and Brooke will be giving you a witchy fact. Um, so, are you fucking? My card is uh, Earth School. Now, anyone who follows, I've shuffled this deck several times since we started. Um, Anyone who follows me on TikTok will know that I pulled this card, this exact card this morning. So I don't know how I feel about that because uh, I'm feeling kind of called out. So basically, Earth School is about... um, the uh, school of hard knocks, you know, like life lessons and all that stuff and how not every life lesson is going to be a good one, but it, you know, you learn from every life lesson. So you've got to take, you got to sit there, um, take it basically, and then um, anal- analyze it later and pull from it what you will. Um, but that you, no one's going to help you with that, but yourself. <laughs> so you've got to um, buckle down and stop, you know, bullshitting with yourself i feel called out oh see i told you i yeah but I sh- i've shuffled this deck several times and for whatever fucking reason here we are you know it's come back up today for the second time so i think that means something i think we're being called out we quite possibly are we quite possibly are there's <laughs> also that like energy shift coming up i'll talk about that after i talk about my witchy fact yes um so witchy fact of the day is anthropologists have written case studies on death following voodoo curses a number of well-documented medical case studies uh exist on the death of seemingly wealthy young people dying under the influence of a quote-unquote curse. Psychology Today concluded the deaths were psychosomatic. And that was from Yeah. Right? I felt like that was, we talk about how um, often uh, you don't fuck with the voodoo spirits uh, because A, it's a closed practice and you just shouldn't do it. And B, because if it is a closed practice and you shouldn't be doing it, the spirits will let you know that you shouldn't be doing it. End of story. As we are talking about energy shifts and uh, weird things happening in the cosmos, because I know Steph and I are feeling a little weird lately weird Uh, lately weird is the best way to put it like an engine about to rev is how i feel i don't i don't know yeah i'd say that's accurate accurate okay so apparently on the solstice this year which is 
December 20th, 21st. It's a range. But uh, so specifically, this one says December 21st, 2020, on the night of the winter solstice, a great portal will open. Jupiter and Saturn align closely on the night of the Great Sabbath. The last time they appeared so close in the sky was in 1623. So this doesn't happen often. And we get to see it in our lifetime. Just what a, what a lovely end to the 2020 year. Apparently there is going yeah. to be big energy shifts uh, coming up uh, on the solstice this year. Uh, I'm waiting for, you know, it to 2021 and round two. Right? Hit, so. That TikTok, that TikTok. Yeah, yeah. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. Round, round two. <laughs> so um i'm the tarot full so i'll be talking to y'all first about uh i'm talking about pine today um and brooke will be talking about balsam because they we wanted we're not doing a yule uh sabbath this year we'll be doing it next year but we wanted to be a little in the holiday season yes festive festive um, and because we aren't doing a Yule episode, you will get a Yule blog about what our plans are for Yule. So check out our web or keep your eyes out on our website uh, for that. Spoiler, we plan to do it together. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Now, um, due to our COVID rules, we are in Ontario and we are in a orange coated zone, I believe at the moment. Yeah, we are in orange. <laughs> Um, but we are still allowed those groups of 10 and quite literally all I see go do is go to work, see my husband and see Steph. So, and I have to be um, really careful because exactly. I work with other people. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, I work with tiny humans, so I, I have to absolutely be careful. So, yeah. Um, so pine, smells great. Uh, pine trees are evergreens. Uh, coniferous resinous trees are rarely, um, rarely they're, they're rarely shrubs, growing 10 to 260 feet tall, with the majority of species reaching 50 to 100 feet tall. The smallest are Siberian dwarf pines and um, Potisi pinion, and the tallest is an <laughs> 268.35 foot tall Pandoresa pine located in southern Oregon's Rogue River. Um, national forest. I'm sorry. Excuse me. That's yeah, you heard that right. Fucking tree. Um, pines are also long-lived and typically reach ages of a hundred to a thousand years. Some even more. The longest lived is the greatest is the great basin crystal cone pine. Uh, one individual of this species, dubbed the Methuselah, is one of the world's oldest living organisms at around four thousand six hundred years old. Uh, this tree can be found in the White Mountains of California. An older tree, now cut down, was dated at 4,900 years old. It was discovered in a grove beneath Wheeler Peak, and is, it is no, now known as Prometheus, after the Greek immortal. The spiral growth of branches, needles, and pine cone scales may be arranged in Fibo, Fibonacci number ratios. The new spring uh, shoots are sometimes called candles. They are covered in brown or whitish bud scales that point upwards at first and then later turn green and spread outward. These candles offer foresters a means to evaluate fertility of the soil and vigor of the trees. 
So that's like that part, like I got off Wikipedia, it's just a bit about pine. Um, magical properties, its element is air, its planet is Mars and its gender is masculine. Um, so pine in general is hard to find information on when it comes to magical properties. So more specifically, uh, white pine being an American tree doesn't get any considerable coverage in the Western esoteric literature. Although more generally, pine of the species does get such coverage. For example, in the Ogam, alim is other is either translated as pine or fir or confer more generally. In the Ogam, this symbol is often associated with healing, wayfinding, um, that is finding one's life purpose, finding a home, setting, setting one's feet upon the path, protection and purification. Um, hoodoo, uh, a closed magical tradition, looks, looks at pine in a very similar way. In hoodoo, herb and root magic, Yarnwood describes it as a spiritual cleaner, pine needles fresh in a bath help offer clarity and remove mental negativity. Burning pine wood can be used to clear a new home of unwanted spirits. Unopened pine cones help bring in health and longevity. If you keep a pine cone near you, as long as it's, it stays closed, it will bring this in. Gurren Wood writes that if the pine cone starts to open, plant it and get a new one. Pine of all kinds are also, are, also are connected with abundance or finances. Its evergreen nature is, also means it draws in steady money. I need steady money. <laughs> right. uh, in the book, right. <laughs> um, now because like it is using hoodoo, but pine is not a, like a, a, not something that you can't use because pine is used in uh, other cultures. Just just so that people are aware, it's not in the book um, of sacred magic by Abramelin the Mage, a 15th century magic manuscript translated by S. L. M. Mathers. The Ambermillion describes the sacred place for which magic is to happen, what he calls the operation. Uh, in the many details he gives, he indicates that the floor should be made of white pine and swept clean. Ambermillion does not specify why the floor should be white pine, but given some of the other lore associated with it, uh, one might infer it is for the purifying protective nature of the tree. So medicinal uses, <laughs> white pine both physically and in energetically appears to be able to draw things out. This is true not only of the pine pitch, but also of the simple presence of pine. Matthew Wood in The Otherwise Herbal describes how in the days of early America, people would simply walk through the white pine woods to help heal their, consum heal their consumption and tubular sclerosis. Even today, herbalists use white pine for people who have problems with breathing due to smoking. Further, Wood describes how white pine was widely used by Native Americans. Primarily, the bark was used medicinally and adapted for use by colonists and early doctors in North America. Chewing the inner bark was used for respiratory infections, especially with sticky green phlegm, or used when the infection started to keep from getting worse. Native Americans also used a patch of pine pitch to seal up wounds, prevent infections. Uh, white pine, like loose spruce, is antiseptic and will also draw debris out of a wound. White pine pitch can also be used on wounds that are already infected to draw out the infection and heal the wound. Um, Wood also notes that the Ojibwa used white pine bark along with wild cherry and wild plum to treat gangrene. 
But also note that Steph and I are not doctors. Nor we're not doctors. <laughs> nor do we have any medical degree of any kind. So please consult your physician or, you know, doctor, nurse, someone you know, please, before Just ever... Someone who has a medical anything. Yeah, please. Before <laughs> who knows you and knows, you know kind of your allergies, the medication that you're taking in conjunction to any natural thing that you're doing. Um, so pies as one of Bach flower remedies, uh, good old Bach, eh? <laughs> the essence of pine is said to help with nervousness, allow for deeper contemplation, introspection, help release any guilt or self-blame. Pine more generally can be used as a pick-me-up by placing a few drops of pine oil or fresh pine needles in a bath for general tiredness, especially if one has been burning the candle at both ends, so to speak. But, you know, like we said, we're not doctors. <laughs> and be very careful when using essential oils in your bath. Um, <laughs> in general. You, you can hurt yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and, and specifically so also when you have a pets, legend. too. Yeah. When you have pets, too, be careful of the ones that you're using, um, especially if they like to, you know, sit outside your bath and stuff. Um, just, just be careful with what you do, because some um, essential oils are toxic to animals, like some plants are mm. toxic to animals. Uh, um, so I've got a legend for you. Uh, in this Iroquois legend, there was a terrible conflict between five different nations of people. This conflict was rooted in cycles of pain, revenge, and chaos. A messenger of peace sent from the great spirit, the peacemaker, sought to unite the five warring tribes. After convincing them to, to unite, they came together to make peace, but they still carried their weapons. The peacemaker uprooted a white pine tree and had them throw all of their weapons in the hole. He then replanted the tree and the underground waters carried away the weapons. On the tree, the needles grew in clusters of five to represent the five nations who came to find peace. The roots of the tree spread out in four directions to the north, south, east, and west. The roots are called um, the roots of peace. An eagle perched on top of the tree to watch over the roots of peace. Under the tree, the branches spread wide for all together. It is from the Native American story that we can understand why the white pine is called the tree of peace and why the white pine carries such power here in our, in our landscape. In today's, um, and I got that from the Druid Garden on WordPress. Um, mm -hmm, this was great. And then the first little bit I got from Wikipedia. Nice. Yeah, that's all I have for you today on pine. Now we've got balsam. Balsam fir, or Abies balsamia, the conical shape and wonderful aromatic needles of this conifer make it a very popular Christmas tree choice. Balsam fir can be difficult to identify because the needles closely resemble those of eastern hemlock, another native Ontario species. Uh, I picked this one a lot of the reason because... Um, it is widely found in Ontario where we live, um, so any of our Ontario witches, you will see that often uh, in your travels. Uh, just remember that balsam fir needles are longer and are attached to the twig with a small disc. The 
resin from balsam fir is called Canada balsam and is used to make glue and as a fragrance in candles and soaps. Balsam fir needles are flat with two white bands on the bottom. They are attached uh, spirally but are twisted to form two rows on one plane. You can see the discs or quote unquote balls where the needles join the twig. The cones are upright and erect, unlike the cones of the eastern hemlock. These unique purple-green cones shed their seeds in the fall, but the cones and their central stalks can remain on the branches for several years. Uh, And that was from uoguelph.ca. So Guelph is an actual uh, uh, university here in Canada, and uh, they did that study. Balsam fir is from, uh, so its full name, I know I talked a little bit about it, was Ibis balsamia balsam fir or Pinaceae uh, pine family. The balsam fir is one of the more important conifers in, of the boreal forest. It may also be referred to as balsam. Canadian balsam, eastern fir, and bracketed balsam fir. Uh, Its description, uh, its general description, it's small to medium-sized evergreen conifer, averaging 15 to 23 meters or 50 to 75 feet in height. Uh, It's topped with a dense crown. (coughs) Branches whorled, branchlets principally opposite, in flat sprays with smooth waxy bark. Uh, Bark on trunk of young trees is smooth with resin blisters but becoming scaly with aging. Its leaves are flat needle-like and two to three centimeters or one inch in length. Its tip is blunt or uh, minutely notched, unstalked and attached uh, spirally to the stem, twisting at the base in two rows, making the spray appear flattened. Balsam fir is monoecious in spring, one year before pollination, male uh, staminate and female ovulate or postulate, uh, strobili differentiate from flower buds. The strobili are microscopically recognizable at this time. Male strobili uh, usually are distinguishable before the female strobili because they are initially uh, they initially develop more rapidly. Flower buds usually open in late May or early June before vegetable uh, vegetative buds. Uh, may, male strobili, which are yellowish red and tinged with purple, develop in the ax, axils of leaves along the undersides of the one-year-old twigs, usually in dense clusters. Their population in the crown is mostly within uh, five meters or 15 feet of the top and is almost always below the female strobili. Female strobili are purplish and are found singly or in small groups. Uh, The twig, oh, sorry in small groups, yes, no, that was right, Uh, confined to the top uh, five feet or 1.5 meters of the crown. They are located on the top side of the twig and like most male strobili develop 
on the previous year's twigs. Flower production is best on the outer end of the branches. At maturity, male flowers are about 3 millimeters or 0.1 inches long. Female flowers are about 25 millimeters or 1 inch long. It's fruit. Pollen grains are yellow when developed. The mature fruit is an erect cone 5 to 10 centimeters or 2 to 4 inches long with short, round, irregularly notched scales and pointed tips. There are thin, closely overlapping fan-shaped scales near the center of the cone. The cone matures and ripens during the first fall in the late and early in late August and early September. The scales and shorter uh, bracts drop away with the wing seeds, leaving the bract, which can persist for many years. Habitat. Common throughout northwestern Ontario, balsam fir grows on a wide range of inorganic and organic soils, originating from glaciation and generally falling within the acid spordosol, inceptosol, and histosol soil orders. Frequently found in mixed stands with other species, common shrubs associated with balsam fir include beaked hazel, mountain maple, labrador tea, American yew, and red raspberry. And that's from www.borealforest.org. So medical uses of the balsam fir. The resin obtained from the balsam fir uh, has been used throughout the world and is a very effective antiseptic and healing agent. It is used as a healing and analgesic protective uh, covering for burns, bruises, wounds, and sores. It is also used to treat sore nipples and is said to be one of the best curatives for a sore throat. The buds, resin, and or sap are used in folk remedies for treating cancers, corns, and warts. The resin is also antiscorbutic, diaphoretic, diuretic, stimulant, and tonic. It is used internally in propriety mixtures to treat coughs and diarrhea. Though taken in excess, it is purgative. A warm liquid of the gummy sap was drunk as a treatment for gonorrhea. A tea made from the leaves is an antiscorbic butic. It is used in the treatment of coughs, colds, and fevers. The leaves and young shoots are best harvested in the spring and dried for later use. This plant was widely used This plant was widely used medicinally by various North American Indian tribes. The resin was used as an antiseptic healing agent applied externally to wounds, sores, bites, etc. It was used as an inhalant to treat headaches and was a token uh, was and was also taken uh, internally to treat colds, sore throats and various other complaints. Again, we are not doctors, so please consult your physician between before taking anything internally or putting it on your skin that may be harmful to you. Yes. So description of the plant. The plant is an evergreen tree. 
It's about 15 meters to or 49 feet in height, and its flowering is mostly done in May. It likes low swampy grounds, where it is often the major component of forests. It is also felt found on well-drained hillsides. Edible parts of the balsam fir include the inner bark when it's cooked. It is usually dried, ground into a powder, and then used as a thickening in soups uh, or mixed with cereals when making bread. Fir bark is a delight to chew in winter or early spring, slightly eucilaginous and Swedish, better raw than cooked. Another report says that it is an emergency food and is only used when all else fails. An aromatic resinous pitch is found in blisters in the bark. When eaten raw, it is delicious and chewy. Another report says that the balsam or pitch is in extreme emergency forms a highly concentrated, though disagreeable food. An oleo resin from the pitch is used as a flavoring in sweets, baked goods, ice cream, and drinks. Uh, tips for young shots are used as a tea substitute. Other uses of this herb include uh, uh, other uses of the herb, the balsa uh, balsamic resin, balm of Gilead, or Canada balsam, according to other reports, is obtained during July and August, like we spoke about, from blisters in the bark by cutting the pockets in the wood. Another report says that it is a turpentine. The term Canada balsam is a misnomer because balsams are supposed to contain benzoic and cinnamic acids, both absent from the Canadian oleoresin. Turpentine is also used as a misnomer, implying that the oleoresin is entirely stem volatile. Steam volatile. I can read. <laughs> Actually, it contains 70 to 80% resin, only 16 to 20% volatile oil. Canadian balsam yields 15 to 25% volatile oil, uh, and the resin being used for caulking and incense. Mm. And that was from naturalmedicalherbs.net. So this is from the, and uh, this is about the magical fir tree. The Douglas fir, uh, so a different kind of fir, came from the U.S. with a bit of Native American folk folklore. Per the Woodland Trust, it says, a Native American myth describes the unusual pointed comb br bracts as the tail and hind legs of mice. It was said the mice hid in the cones to escape forest fires. Druids also recognized the fur to be a portent of weather conditions. They noticed that the cones would open to the rays of the sun and close against impending rain. This lent meaning of prophecy and perception to the long list of symbolic meanings of the fur. And it's also said that legend has it that furs were markers for important grave sites for the Druids and the Celts. It, it is said that even from a great distance, certain furs could be identified as the markers of great chieftains and heroes among the Celtic people. Thus, the fur is also considered a symbol for reverence and remembrance to brave souls that have passed on to the other worlds. Again, this may have begun with the pine tree, as it also grows mightily tall and has been here longer than the fur. 
Fir is one of the nine sacred woods burned in the Beltane fire, which includes apple, birch, oak, rowan, hawthorn, hazel, willow, and vine. Each has its representation, and fir is that of immortality. For this reason, it makes sense to use fir in any spell work dealing with healing, ancestral work, and past life regression. The Douglas fir tree encourages you to stand with your own power, solidly rooted in your legs like tree trunks. This helps you to ground your ideas and step forward with practical action. For blessings, gather fir needles and cones. Tie the needles with a thread, then burn them in your cauldron. Safely, please. Pass the cones through the smoke, thinking of your blessings. Place the cones in a conspicuous place where you will be reminded of your blessings and give thanks. Fir is known as the birth tree. The needles are burned at childbirth to bless and protect the mother and baby. Fir resin can be used to seal a spell. Fir trees are one of several trees that symbolize immortality. You can substitute the fir for other trees that a spell may call for if other kinds are not available to you. Simmer the fresh needles in a light carrier oil or water to lift negativity in your home. Dry fir needles work wonderfully in loose incenses for spell work. Of course, the needles, fresh or dry, may be used in sachets or poppets for spells to do with prosperity, protection, and clarity of vision. The inner bark of fur was used to treat colds and fevers, so we've already gone over that. That's not what I want. So it's correspondences. Its planetary symbols are Mars and Saturn, its zodiac is Aries, its gender is masculine, its element is air, its powers are of abundance, birth, and protection, prosperity, rebirth, re and regeneration, transformation, shadow work. <laughs> no, thank you. Its deities are Adhumla, Artemis, Diana, Frigg, Inda. No wonder I wanted to do this. Frigg is a, uh, a Yule god. Fuck. Mm, yes, she is. Aiden, Inanna, Isis, Persephone, Sif, Adonis, Addis, uh, Bacchus, Pan, Dionysus, and Osiris. And that's from speaking of witchwands.net. But I did notice, and I wanted to note this, that we have the element here as air for the fir tree, but I've also seen in some places that the element is Earth and the planet is Jupiter for fir trees. So it might depend on the type of fir tree. So maybe do you... Yeah. And you can also use fir trees and fir boughs to decorate your midwinter holidays. And that's from... Wikipedia.com. Um, but that is all I had for you for fir trees. So that is all we had for you tactically for today. Today. Oof. Yeah. It is one of those days where we both didn't really have all that much. No. Anyway, you can find us at uh, or email us at truenorthwitches at gmail.com that Steph is fiddling with because it was annoying her. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook at True North Witches. <laughs> on Instagram at True North Witches. On TikTok at True North Witches. On Twitter, where we never tweet at True North Witches. 
You can find us on Instagram at True North Witches. Uh, you can find us on our website, www.truenorthwitches.com. Uh, you can also find us on YouTube at True North Witches. And you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast, Or search us up in the search bar, True North Witches. Um, we also have a shop, um, True North, which is a cult shop, which will be up and running soon. Um, you can also find us on our own personal TikToks. Me, I'm the Mad Raven 28, and Brooke is Rowan and Ashwood. Rowan and Ashwood. Yep, that's right. <laughs> anyway, we hope you have a wonderful week, witches, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. See you.